Welcome, everybody. I am joined today by my friends Scott and Jesse, and we are here to discuss The Haunting of Bly Manor. So I think the way we should do this is that first we can talk about just our like general feelings of it, and then we'll get into spoiler territory and kind of go through quickly episode by episode, just talk about some of the broad details and some of our feelings about the different characters. One of the cool things about the show is that like each episode kind of focuses on a character so we can talk about them more in depth. So uh, let's let's kick it off with Jesse here. What are your <laughs> thoughts on The Haunting of Bly Manor? The Haunting of Manor? Yes. <laughs> Boring. Uh I just, I, I thought it was awful. I thought, you know, it was okay. You know, it was better than 90% of the stuff on Netflix, but I don't know if that's actually staying that much. Uh, I think everybody had really high Shots expectations. What do you say? Shots fired at Netflix. Is it though? Is it really? I feel like that's just a known thing. Doesn't well, everybody know so that? Much, there's so much content. There, yeah. And most of it's pretty awful. Most of it. I mean, how long can you sit scrolling through Netflix before you find something you want to watch? It takes a bit. It depends how long I've been watching Netflix. Like, it take if a you, long time. If you get away from it for a while, then it's like amazing. Yeah, if you like, leave, if you leave for like a month, you'll have like, oh, there's at least like five to ten good movies on here. But you know, they, their library. I mean, like, it must be like thousands of things. And what percentage of those would you ever actually watch? Nothing, not a uh, knock against Netflix. I mean, they're still doing their thing and everything, but it's just how it is. And all the streaming uh, sites are like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. So you did um, not like the show? No, I mean, it was okay. I, I thought the cast was amazing. I thought the acting was great. I thought the 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 cinematography was amazing. Great vibiness, great mood. Um, it looked fantastic. Uh, just the story. I think... I mean, I don't know how deep you want me to go into it right now. Uh, general, general thoughts. A jet, I'm right, I'll leave it at this. My general thought is that this should have been an hour and a half, two hour movie. And they made it an eight part miniseries and made it a two hour movie, an eight hour movie. And that's exactly what it felt like the whole time. It is interesting to think what it'd be like as a movie. Yeah, I'm going to slightly disagree. It wasn't great, but I think it wasn't great because we're comparing it to Haunting of Hill House, which was awesome and really creepy. And this was not creepy at all. But I thought the acting was still really good. I thought the episodes were a little long. Um, I think it could have been like maybe a little longer than a movie, maybe like five or six part show, maybe half an hour like episodes instead of a full hour. There was a lot of repetition uh, towards some of the end episodes. Um, but as far as like, you did get a lot of feeling like, oh, I'm going to be jumping. And then it just never did that, which I thought was kind of clever. Um, cause that wasn't what they were going for. And I thought the story was entertaining enough that even though you said it was blah, you still binged it and you finished it. Cause there's plenty of stuff on Netflix where I get two or three episodes in and I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. So I'll give it a, like a C plus B minus but compared to Haunting of Hill House, which was like an A. Um, but the only reason I finished it was because of the first one. You know, if this was The Haunting of Hill House, I would have gotten to like episode three, four, five and been like, 
Uh, I actually, I probably would have finished it. If I'm in for four, I'm in for eight. You know, if I've committed that much time and that's what Netflix knows, you know, that's, they probably had a script. They were probably like, this is pretty good for like three or four shows, but make it eight. And the guys were probably like, well, okay. And then they went and they just added all this other stuff that we can get into it later. Yeah. Uh, but I what think it was think, nine Andrew? also, but. <laughs> so for me, um, like usual, I'm on the extreme end of the spectrum. I love, I loved this show. I thought. It was not, I'll just say, it was not as good as Hill House. My major, if I'm going to complain about one thing, it's that it's it doesn't have the scares. I'm not sure if they were trying to have the scares, but they don't. Like, Hill House had, like, all these iconic scares in, like, almost every episode. This show has, like, three decent scares, but they just didn't really have a lot of scary scenes. But as they mentioned in the story... This is a love story, not a ghost story. <laughs> They'll call it the love story of Bly Manor and not the haunting of Bly Manor. <laughs> it's good yeah. that we have every spectrum, though. Andrew loved it. I liked it, and you didn't like it. Andrew so we... loves every movie. I don't think I've heard Andrew not like anything we've ever done so far. And not only does he like everything, he loves everything. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> Yes. But it's still a good it's still a good spectrum. <laughs> it is a good spectrum. I, I think the biggest mystery is how it's, it's getting such good reviews. Uh, I saw, I mean, on, on Rotten Tomatoes, it had like 86. And even the audience score, I think it was like 60 or 70 or something like that. I mean, I would have given it a 70 or 75. I did you like... You gave it a, a C or like I a said, B, didn't you? I said a C, B minus, so oh, 75. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good review still. Yeah, but I mean, compared to Hill House, which was an A in my book, so yeah. like it's Hill still House like a, a big, dunk. it's still a big jump. I did like how there were two characters that overlapped uh, from Hill House, and there was more uh, than two characters. There's a few characters. You I mean thought. the actors? Yeah, there's I mean the girl telling the story. Yeah, and yeah. then the main the main girl in the show, she was also the breakneck lady. Yeah, uh, and there was. There was also the Scottish guy, or yeah. Irish guy. Oh, yeah. He's the drug user. Okay, um, yeah. Who else? There was like a few. I think they're doing like an American horror style sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, I think I the, dad is, uh, the dad from Hill House was one of the Wingrave brothers, the older guys, like the uncle or the uncle's brother. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah, I think they're sprinkled. Oh, oh, and of course, the, um, the actual ghost was the lady. Yeah. The girl with the no face was... The psychiatrist in the the haunting of Hill House. Yeah, yeah. We already yeah. Back. But yeah, yeah. I did like I did like that. I did like how like American Horror Story kind of does. Yeah, that. I like. I, they're, they're great actors. They yeah. did a great job acting. Um, that wasn't the problem at all. I, I mean, even I think my favorite parts were some of the acting parts. Like that that little kid. The kids were great. Yeah, I love the boy. The girl was great too. All right, so before we say anything too revealing, um, let's just say spoiler warning. For, like spoiler said. warning for <laughs> the haunting of Hill House. I mean, <laughs> spoiler warning for the haunting of Fly Banner. Probably for both if you haven't seen either, because we'll probably yeah. yeah, we'll probably get into some Hill House. This definitely made me want to go back and watch Hill House. Yeah. Um. All right, should we should we dive into episode one here? Yeah. Okay, away we go. Episode one, The Great Good Place. So we open up in a lodge pre-wedding, and a bunch of people are sitting around a fire with wine. So Carla Cugino, the woman from Hill House, and the agent from Entourage, 
can tell yep. us a story. Because <laughs> whenever, when else is it better to tell a, a long, drawn-out ghost story than at a wedding ceremony? <laughs> it was a pretty funny decision. Um, how? Yeah, how do you guys like feel about the framing device overall? Like, did you like that we kept cutting to that? Uh, not really. I thought it was fine. I mean, I I understand. I like having the narrator's voice in it. Um, I mean. I'll, we'll fast forward because you're on. You're bringing it up anyway. But the reveal at the end that she was the person telling the story. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like you knew that from the very beginning, though. Like did, the, did you? you like knew the that? first, yeah, because the first scene, she's like staring in. You knew something was wrong with her, and then you knew the way the older people at the wedding were kind of looking at her, like, "Oh, she came." Like. The whole time I thought she, I didn't know which character she was in the story, but I knew she was one of the okay. characters. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely didn't know she was the gardener lady. Um, yeah. But it was really cool. I like, I haven't watched the whole thing twice, but like I started just like looking at random scenes and stuff. And it was really interesting to see the very first scene of this show is like her staring into the water looking for the reflection of Danny. Yeah. You, obviously, you don't know that when you're watching it the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was cool though. I didn't. I, I did not expect though that like the family, that everyone at the wedding was from the main timeline. Well, the only thing that threw me off though was everyone looked like they could have been, except for the Indian guy because he looked younger somehow. So was that wasn't him? Was it? Like it was. I mean, it was. It was supposed I to be know. Owen. Oh, they look substantially older and he looked younger than Owen <laughs> well, I think they made it ambiguous because even the little girl didn't have the English accent anymore I think yeah. they were trying to cover their tracks and be like well she said that it wasn't exactly like this and she said that you can't even find the blind manor so you know take it as you will I think yeah. that's kind of what they're going for yeah it's all off like a little bit um, but yeah alright so moving forward in episode one Danny the na- applies to be a new nanny at Bly Manor for two orphan children whose previous nanny recently died. The kids are weird. There's some creepy dolls. Danny sees the weird man, Peter, standing on the balcony. She doesn't know who she is at that time. And the kids lock Danny in a closet, and Danny <laughs> is afraid of mirrors. Oh, yeah. Um, Can I just start... I have a list of stuff that was awful about this show. <laughs> I just start going always, through it. Always feel free to go like out of order the episode, especially because okay. these jump around so much and they're, right. we're like going to weird memories. All right. If you're watching this, you've already seen it. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell you all the useless parts of The Haunting of Blind Manor. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah Wood from Sin City, the ghost. Yeah. Useless. Miss Jezel, useless. The uncle's alter ego, useless. Are you telling the baby me ghost. You, you are not in love with Amanda Jessel? Ma- <laughs> oh my God, no. The baby ghost who had the mask on that was like, oh, they should de- they'll should they definitely develop this. Useless. I mean, they did The plague doctor, that. that was super creepy. That yeah. was in the first shot. Yeah. Great thing for a horror movie. Oh, they'll definitely use that. Useless. But they explained that. Yeah, I, I disagree with the a lot doctor of and the kid without useless. the face. All right, we'll come back to it. I'm not done yet. Also, Miss Jessel is the prettiest person in the show, so exactly. don't take her. What does her that out. have to do with anything? 
but she was a good character. Like I don't. Yeah. She was a great she was character the before she. No, got, but she no, was a great character. The whole like... the whole story revolves around her and Peter. Like yeah. without the those two, revolves around her. Hold on, we'll work it, it back. Let me finish my list of useless parts that this film added to get eight episodes. The whole sky. It's nine episodes, part? just FYI. The whole how many episodes? Nine. nine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, nine episodes, but I think it's eight hours because they're all like forty-five minutes. I think that's okay. The Fine. math. Um, the whole Scottish guy, Miss Jezel's boyfriend, useless. He was like the whole Killer. story. He was like the, the dollhouse. The dollhouse. The kids kept getting the taken doll. over by them. The dollhouse with all the creepy uh, figurines. I was like, oh, this is gonna be perfect. They'll have like some development of this instead of just the just the the woman yeah. under the lake. Besides that, useless. That's the only one I'll agree with you on the I, dollhouse. I'm, oh, Actually, that, no. That, although, that's, how, that's how you stretch out an hour and a half movie to eight hours. No, I'm only going to agree with two of them. The dollhouse, they did not explain how the character, how the dolls would move, which I thought would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the uncle's alter ego, that was kind of pointless. He was just a drunk at the end of the day. Um, but all the rest had integral parts of like, especially Miss Jezel and Peter. Like literally, they were the main. What, why were they so integral to the plot? Why? Why was that needed in this series? Besides, because the they're the ones out. who took over the kids' bodies multiple times. Like they're the yeah. ones that made this be able to figure out like why these kids are acting so weird and everything like that. Like they were the main characters, in my opinion. The whole plot of the show is them trying to get the kids to let them possess themselves into the kids so that they can leave the manor. That's not really the whole plot of the show. The whole plot of the show is following the nanny and seeing how her arc progresses. They were thrown in and then it's kind of like you're expecting this big integral part that the story relies on. You could have taken that whole plot line out and it wouldn't have changed the storyline at all. Yes, it would because the whole disagree. thing is the whole thing's the dandy like uncovering their plot. So she and why can the kids are the acting kids. so creepy? Yeah, she has to save the kids, and the kids are getting taken over by these two people. Okay, so the original ghost though is um, the Viola, Viola, the lady right? in the lake, and so Viola is the one haunting the house, right? Viola makes her way and like haunts Miss Jezel and the Scottish guy, who then go on to haunt some like them and like. Um, and the nanny is at the end of this spectrum of people getting haunted, right? If you just took out that middle middle step, you could have had the exact same uh, like arc of the haunting going on in the whole story. It was just unnecessary. Like you could have it to make it longer, but it didn't add anything. It was just another step in the haunting. I mean, I'm gonna politely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you took it out though, if you took that whole thing out, and the series was four episodes instead of eight. Do we take Miss Gross out too then? Is that the the maid? Do you take Peter out? I mean, do you take the uh, cook out then too? Like you could oh, take I'm all sorry. the characters I didn't out. Mention, I didn't mention the cook. Cook was great. Love the cook. <laughs> super, super charismatic. He's the one. He's the only one that really should have died. If he died or if he got like the haunted or his, if his face turned like that and he couldn't talk anymore and he was just like a blob walking around the house, how traumatic would that have been for this charismatic, lively chef to just go to zero? Like that would have been great. I mean, I can't disagree. That would have been. That that would have been great, right? You would have really, I would have hated to see him go. I was like, this guy's so likable. Yeah, he was very likable. likable. There's no way he's surviving this. There's no way he's getting out of this alive. Well, he has an emotional tragedy. Mo- In- multiple <laughs> yeah that's true that um, was cool. yeah. t- all right let's just let's just move forward a little into episode two. <laughs> okay jumping into episode two the pupil 
So this is where we find out more about Miles. Miles is clearly a bad boy. He chucks Flora's doll into the cellar, and Danny retrieves it. This part's pretty creepy. Probably could have been a little more creepy. Um, Flora harmonizes with a ghost as Danny finds a picture of Amanda Jessel and Peter, and then Miles chokes Danny. In the flashback, Miles gets himself expelled from school in order to be with his sister. So I guess my question is like, how did how did we feel about Miles overall? I think it was great acting by the little kid. Like he, whenever he gets possessed, he really does like feel like a very older person stuck in a like little kid body. And uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was overall really good. Again, I don't. See, I still liked it, but I don't disagree that it could have been shorter. Like the scene with him getting kicked out of school could have been two minutes. Um, and it was dragged on for like half an episode. But yeah, I, I love Miles. I think I, I would love to see him in a, his own TV show, like an odd couple sort of thing with like Johnny Knoxville or some older <laughs> actor or somebody who's totally like I, I get the, the bad grandpa vibe with him. Like, uh, like throw him in with some other really funny actor and just see what happens. Uh, I, I think that would be a really funny show to watch. I mean, he's great in the, in the show. I, it's just, it's going to be the same thing over and over where it's like, he, this actor was great. Um, they could have done this yeah. in 15% of the time that it took them to though. I will say that was one of the like things I figured out immediately was that when he like brushed uh, Danny's hair and like called her like beautiful or something like that. I was like, he's definitely being possessed by someone older. And then as soon as we met the Peter character, I was like, it like hit me right away. I was like, oh, that's him. Well, I didn't but, know how yeah. they did it. I thought that Pete, like Peter, was the boy. But I like mm. I that's something I picked up on right away because I was like, this kid like from acting like a kid to then like flirting so aggressively with the gardener and the au pair and everything like that like and just the way he was flirting was just so aggressive for a 10 year old you're like yeah that's not a little boy <laughs> he was coming in hot how do we feel like <laughs> how do we feel like miles from bly manor stacks up against uh the little girl from the ring as far as creepy children in horror movies oh definitely the little girl from the ring is creepier but miles is a better actor yeah miles could i could see like I am buying a lot of stock in this kid right now. I could see him being the next, you know, it's totally hard to say with child actors. Right. But you could see him having like this a plus movie star career. If he keeps it up, like one of those Leo, like what's he in Gilbert grape things or, or he just has a horrible drug problem. Or yeah. Who knows? Like child actors. I mean, like <laughs> right. Exactly. Who knows? But he's definitely got a bright future. He's definitely got a lot of calls coming in right now for what do you want to do next? Maybe he'll pop into season three of the haunting of whatever. Right, yeah. yeah. All right, let's let's uh, let's jump forward a bit to episode three, Two Faces, part one. This is all about Jesse's favorite character, Amanda Jessel, <laughs> and Peter Peter Quint. Um, so Amanda Jessel is the original na- nanny, and we think that Peter is stalking the house in present day. <laughs> Miles starts smoking in this episode. Hannah Gross is snooping on Peter and Amanda as they have their fling. Amanda tastes Owen's batter and Peter is not happy about that. That could have been <laughs> completely left out. Like they didn't need to make him seem like a, like that. That was just unnecessary. That could have been all cut out. It's interesting. Like if Peter had been less horrible as a per less like psycho, 
that might have made it even scarier for like because at certain points you're like why is amanda still like going with this like clearly he's like messing with her head but like he there were definitely signs where you wish you would have just like turned around and run away yeah but like him getting all like pissed off like they didn't go back to that his temper didn't go back like you could tell he was like an angry type dude but he didn't need to be like that abusive one time and like that didn't really make sense for the show um so then the kids put on a creepy play but owen's mom has passed away we learn and something is brewing between danny and jamie the gardener but the man in glasses aka elijah wood in sin city is watching them (laughs) wait by the way the the dead mother did that ever come up again well they go to her funeral in the next episode Oh, uh, okay. And then right. they have that like cool just like makes bonfire. him like a sad. Which, she yeah, was he wasn't she wasn't character. like it wasn't inv- connected to any hauntings or anything. It was just happening. No, she wasn't at Bly Manor. It was just the reason that he was there. Owen was there in the first <sighs> Okay, hold you on. You need though. to give some people background stories so you could get connected to the character guests. Giving some people background stories is very different than making like what we can all agree this would have been fine as a two-hour movie four times as long i'm just saying think about this imagine that the the show was that the we have several haunted beings in blind manor already right we have the baby the kid with the face we have the thing that has no face that was it's different than the lady in the lagoon right so we have two at least two there's no we have four because there's tons of ghosts tons of people there's tons of ghosts in the house the lake is basically Killing, killing more people these, and sucking yeah. okay, them into right. her misery. Why do we need the Scottish guy and Miss Jezel? Why why can't those ghosts just be haunting the kids in the house? I think that it's because they wanted to show, let's show the arc of what it's like to turn into a ghost. And let's show the story from a, a, a ghost point of view. Well, yeah, they wanted people to have completely lost their faces and have no clue of who they are. But Miss Jezel and Peter weren't there yet and they were still trying to escape fly manor was that really worth four hours i'm not saying it was worth the amount again i think it could have been nine episodes but half hour episodes would you have cut out miss jessel and the scottish guy Never. if you could no if way. you could make it half how else are you gonna make the movie half as long because don't, I, I don't I want i don't want to make the movie i don't want want two hours i would have been fine with four. not nine episodes but at half hour interval. Okay. So four hour, hours, that's like, so it's like five episodes we're talking about then. Right. Yeah. And there so were how ways else? because remember, well, there's, there's a lot of repetitive stuff, like, and a lot of flashbacks where they're repeating scenes over and over again. Sorry to jump to the Hannah gross episode, but literally that whole episode was just three scenes being redone, 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 where you could have cut that down easily from a 45 minute episode to a 20 minute episode. Like there's things like that, which still kept the characters in it, which still gave them a background. It's just, there was so much repetition throughout each episode. You could have easily cut minutes off of it. Okay. So take what you just said, for example, you just said that's how you get rid of 20, half of an episode, right? 20 minutes or something, right? How else are you going to get rid of the other fat? How else are you going to trim it down? What parts are you going to take out? It would have to be Miss Jezel and the Scottish guy. That's how you would make it sharper. What else would you take out? I just wouldn't get rid of them. So you would just and keep the, it. And also, they you just make it 20 minutes shorter. All the, all the other ghosts 
were so far in the past that they no one knew about them except for the little kids. Like this was a direct like, oh, someone died, and like, and she's like here. It also makes the ghost story way creepier in the beginning that you know that like their nanny just died. Yeah. Does it? She was so friendly. Wait. Oh, I sorry. I thought you were talking about the the maid. Which nanny are you talking about? You're talking talking about about Amanda. Amanda Jessel. Oh, to Amanda Jessel. Okay. When she's like but, taking on the job in the beginning, he's like, yeah, both their parents are dead and their nanny just died. Like, that's why no one wants this job. Yeah, yeah, but the, that's all you have to say. You don't have to do three episodes dedicated to her dying. That, you can do three minutes. I mean, that's fair. I, I loved their story, though. Like, I was fully yeah. invested. And you I were liked, fully invested? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I okay. fell in love with Miss Jessel. Can I bring up another <laughs> thing that was like excruciating or should i i'm just gonna bring it up please all right um the monologues in this show were insane i I don't can't remember any other movies or shows where people would just go on an exposition for like for like 10 minutes it felt like sometimes like specifically the greenhouse girlfriend when she's giving her backstory and explaining why she likes plants like, okay, we get it. You all you have to say is like, I like plants because of this. You don't I don't need this whole backstory and sitting here. Like, it was ridiculous. I, there were so many times where I would get lost in it and be like, they're still talking. Like she's still talking right now. Like well, if exactly I wanted to cut the minutes. <laughs> if I wanted to listen uh to people talk, I would just listen to a, a haunted podcast, okay, or an audiobook. Like, show me some haunting stuff. I'm not here just to listen to people talk for eight hours. Are you saying you didn't like learning about moonflowers? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What was her reason? What was her convoluted and long-winded reason for liking flowers again and plants? Uh, it was just like, it, it was just that her upbringing was really crappy, and that like stuff doesn't last. So even like plants that die in a year, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's all you have to say. Just say that. Okay, I get it. I get the character. Let's move on. Okay, so here's my big question for you. Jesse, mainly, did Peter Quill and Amanda Jessel have chemistry? Um, I think Peter Quill is charming enough uh, that any girl would have chemistry. You can put anybody in there, and it's it's almost like that Leo or Brad Pitt thing, where it's like, oh, every girl's gonna swoon over this guy anyway. I'm not surprised that this girl fell for him. You know, he's smooth. Uh, I, I agree. He's like six foot four. He's got a scar. Like he's in shape. And they're both in the middle. They're both in the middle of nowhere. Who else are you going to hook up with? What else are you going to do? I mean, it's just them two. The fact that they're the same age. What else do you need? Yeah, and I mean, she was gorgeous. So it's like that's easily why he kept coming because he was like, "Oh wow, this girl." Yeah. How smooth was him giving the flowers to uh, the little girl Flora? As a pretty good, yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, let's jump into episode four, the way it came. Oh, so this is Danny's whole backstory. So Danny is almost about to marry her childhood sweetheart who has glasses. <laughs> then in present day, Danny doesn't go to Owen's mom's funeral. <laughs> Miles wants to start drinking. Danny and Jamie kiss, but Danny sees the glasses man and jumps back. I wish the glasses man was creepier. Like they, I feel like they could have made him creepier, but he kind of just looked like, like you guys have been saying, like, like Sin City, like it just wasn't, he could have been scary and he just wasn't. Um, Also 
I would agree that this backstory, because it was outside of Bly Manor, like it just took too long. Like they could just been like, yep, she's a lesbian, but she, you know, it's still the eighties. So she doesn't want to admit it. Um, and that took a while. Well, I mean, for that ghost or whatever it was to be scary is one thing. How about you just finish his story? What happened to him? He disappeared halfway through the movie. After that one scene where the, I think it's no, this episode. They had to sit down. They were drunk. In. And she was like, we're doing this. And then what? after that, it was almost like she got over him. Yeah. When she finally fell in love with the gardener. She got she over threw, him. She threw his glasses into the fire. Oh, so yeah. you're allowed to just get over ghosts? Is that how the ghosts? As long the as they're not the from Bly Manor. <laughs> Bly it's Manor ridiculous. has its own set of That's rules. That's the first that was the first ghost that they draw drew us in with in the beginning of the show. And we're like, all right, I guess we'll see what happens here. Even though this guy doesn't even look that scary. Like we'll see what happens. And then it's just like, I'm over it. Let's move on to the other ghosts. I thought it was a perfect way to end him. It was like her saying, yeah, I, I mean, I totally disagree with you on this. It was her way of getting over him and being like, I need, I need to be in the relationship with the gardener. I'm a lesbian. She throws the glasses in the fire. And okay. that's pretty much them okay. coming to peace. So why can't she get over the lady in the lagoon? I think you could argue that, that lady's in her. Like, okay, why can't she like... get over the other haunted beings in Bly Manor? What do you mean? Like the lady in the lagoon is inside of her. Okay, but there's the other get... there's but there's the other haunted entities that that she's haunted and who are now living in Bly Manor who are reoccurring, you know, in the series, right? Yeah, because the ones at Bly Manor could actually physically go into people. Like, oh, come on, man. like, people. but there's different rules for different ghosts. I think, yes, I think you could say, rules. yeah, I think you could say that like Danny's ghost of like the guy with glasses might not even be real. Like that might even just be her being kind of crazy and she yeah. gets past that. But like Bly Manor is the real deal. There's a lot of moments in this series where people, where the writers are just like, well, you can just say this, you know, well, we did say that elements of the story weren't the same anymore. So, you know, they don't look the same in the very last scene or, you know, you don't really know how the ghosts work exactly, but, you know, just go they on. Do. They do. They really went out of their way, though, to explain the ghosts pretty well when it comes to episode uh, eight and, and episode five. With God. like how the ghosts go about life, like how they became ghosts, like they they close they close the circle pretty tight. Yeah, but well, but none of that applied though for the first ghost that we met. No, the glasses because guy is like totally different. Yeah, that could just be her imagination. Like you don't know. Like he, yeah, I'm, I'm just not gonna agree with you on this. One. We, <laughs> I do agree. I do agree that his look is not scary, and that's really disappointing. But I thought the mystery of like the story behind why he looks like that was very interesting and satisfying. But yeah, had he been scary, it would have taken it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Um, and here's a couple questions. How do we feel about Danny as our protagonist? Do we like her? I'm a big fan. Yeah, Definitely buying solid. stock in her. Um, she, this actress is, she was great in, um, and you, I don't know if you guys seen that show. It's on Netflix. It's about like a stalker. Fantastic. Oh, Great show. Okay. So generally we all kind of like Danny. She always had a cool haircut and cool outfits as well. I thought the costumes in this were really cool. Um, but then my other question is, do Danny and Jamie have chemistry? And how does it rank against Peter Quill and Amanda Jessel? I what do you think, Scott? 
they stayed together a really long time. I like how she called her Puppins. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Puppins. <laughs> and that took me a while because I was like, what is she saying? And then she said, you're Mary Poppins. And I was like, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> so I thought I liked I don't know about their relationship, but I like the way the actress said puppins. <laughs> that that I uh, I enjoyed that. But yeah, I mean they were they were good. Two so words. Were... No chemistry. <laughs> no chemistry. I didn't believe it for a second. Not for a second. Wow. I, if anything, I saw it as like, okay, it's the eighties, there's lesbians. This may be a rare occurrence for a girl to come out and you know say I'm into you. I could believe that they're both lesbians, um, but you know, maybe it's the eighties. Maybe they're not meeting that many. And maybe they're saying, you know, I don't need the best chemistry with somebody else to, to be with. Maybe just finding someone who's interested in me right now is, is enough. And I could believe yeah. that. Hmm. You think it's slim I'll pickings? Go, I, I could, I could, uh, I like that. It's definitely slim yeah, pickings. It's the eighties. It's yeah. also like, we also in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was very cool how they did keep with like the times like when they skipped ahead and when they were like a few like, years you know, we can't get you know we can't get married but here's this like yeah or, i did like or when that. they said oh we got the um what was it like like we're vowed together but we still can't get married like i liked how they actually kept with the trend of the date like the year that they were in mm-hmm. but, that was but yeah jesse's probably right like they probably don't meet that men like it's not like today um and yeah they're in the middle of nowhere so and they're both they're both attractive so yeah yeah and is is it like we don't know if danny has had other experiences with a woman or if this is the first one potentially very much seems like the first because it seems like she was with uh glasses dude and then ran away yeah Um, and it seemed like you know she was trying to hide this for a long time so Mm -hmm. all right so let's keep chugging along to episode five the altar of the dead so this is our signature Hannah Gross episode where we start off, we're at the bonfire and Owen wants Hannah to go to Paris with him. Then we see how Hannah is drifting through these memories and she's realizing that she's reliving these moments over and over oh, again. This episode was so annoying. Wow. It was, it was just too, it was good, but it was too long. I also really dislike how they killed her. That, really? Yeah. How'd they kill her again? The little Miles, Miles. Twister in the well, and because oh, he was yeah. he was taken was over Peter. by Peter, and I was like, I don't know, something about it. I was just like, mm, I feel like could have died a cooler way. They the the goal of this episode was to feel like you were getting lost in this other time, this other dimension, this wormhole of events, and to actually lose your place in this story. To be like, so that at the very end when they come back, you're like, whoa, that was a wormhole like that was ridiculous but like my feeling at the end of it was like that was ridiculous that was way too drawn out i didn't care about that that much it was like i was already on the fence with the story already i was like okay something's got to start moving and progressing here we got to start making some actual plot development and then which this show has done it does time and time again where it's like okay now we're picking up steam it's like no we're not. We're going to go back in time and totally retell a part of the story that you don't care that much about in high amounts of detail. And then we're going to progress. Yeah. And like it did, it did explain the, uh, when they get dream wrapped or whatever, um, like it explained that, but I agree that it was just way too long. Um, again, 
because like Jesse said, like she was, she killed it at, like she was a great actress. Um, and I didn't want her to die. Like I wanted her and Owen to get together, mm. um, which I felt sad about, but I, yeah, it was too long. And also the way she died, it was like, that annoyed me. Like I wanted her to die in a cool way. And like a little, a 10 year old pushed you down a well, mm-hmm. like that, that pissed me off. Um, and it was like, even the, the crack, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, cause that's what she's dead and she sees, but I thought that would be cooler. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like the crack detail. I liked how it turned out that she died basically like three seconds before Danny got to the house in the first place. That was interesting. Like she could have still died three seconds before Danny got there. And she could have died in the well. It just like the way like Miles pushing her. Like, why was Peter such a like he didn't need to do that? Uh, I don't know. I just wanted her to die. It still could have been the well and everything, but I wanted it to be something different. Like it could have been like one of the like she saw one of the ghosts or something and fell in or like, I don't know. Her and Peter hated each other. (laughs) Yeah, they were. The crack was the poor man's red doorknob from the sixth sense. (laughs) <laughs> yeah tell me i'm wrong yeah no again i thought like they built the crack up and i thought it was going to be something cooler yeah totally totally had high expectations for the crack the crack was definitely going to unveil something cool well it did you knew that she was dead from the second time she didn't want to eat the first time you're like okay she's not hungry whatever the second yeah. time she doesn't want to eat okay it's a ghost i get it let's move on that's revealed i agree and like the whole thing she's never drinking anything like yeah it wasn't subtle um i thought she would almost be like a like the way she kept going to the church like i almost thought she was like a not like a something like maybe she had a demon or something like i thought that her in the church would have like made something creepier i don't know that i think the reason i gave it a c is like there were so many chances to make it creepy and like jumpy and they just yeah. It feels like the writers or the creator. I, it's one guy that's kind of behind us, right? I forget what his name well, is. But it's like it's Mike Flanagan. He's like a huge horror uh, has, guy. Has he done other stuff? Yeah. What? He's done. He's done a bunch of things. What else has he done? He did, did he do the first one. He'll yeah. Ask. So he did the first season, but the big difference is that he directed every single episode of the first season, and he only did the first episode of this season, and then left a lot of the rest of it to like his brother and a bunch of like up and coming horror people. Um, it feels like they had that that Flanagan had the, the huge hit with the haunting of Hill House, and it feels like Netflix was like, either, either Netflix was like, I think they were like, do whatever you want. You have the keys. You had an awesome show, and then maybe he brought something, and Netflix was like, you need to make it more or something. But it was either that Netflix wanted to stretch it out into longer, or it feels like Flanagan was like man, I got this genre down. I'm going to go into a new route that people don't even know. I'm going to do whatever I want. And it's just going to be great. Like, it feels like, like you knew what you had to do and you just, it's like, it's like when your favorite musical artist makes an album that sounds totally different from their other ones, just because like they can do it now. And like, they're at that point in their career. And it's like, well, I like their old stuff more. I like old Kanye more. You know, that's fair. But 808s and like that's what's changed, changed. Interesting. I just, <laughs> interesting. I just looked it up. Mike Flanagan is uh, batting way out of his league. He's actually married to uh, Viola. Yeah. The actress. Yeah. That's his wife. Yeah. And he's like a fat bald dude. The agent <laughs> from Entourage? No, no, no. Uh, the, 
the first the oh the, the, the psychologist from the haunting of hill house yeah and the, the ghost the main ghost the right the right right lake lady yeah they've right, done a bunch right, of right. movies and shows together yeah i think i think for this he he just knew that like he couldn't put all the time and effort into doing a second season and he's doing like movies and stuff so i think he was like i'm gonna let some other people like do most of the legwork here and see how it goes and it was interesting definitely not as good as the first season but it was a love story yeah (laughs) It, it did feel weird though because it was like even though it was a love story and i thought it was a very good memorable love story it still felt you like they it could was have a made memorable it love story. Oh yeah, it was the greatest oh love God. story of our time. A memorable love story. It's this... tra- I wouldn't call it a love story. It's a tragic. It, it wasn't horror. It wasn't a love story. It was a tragic story. Yeah. I feel yeah, it's a tragic it's story. Like melancholy. I, like, I don't know. It felt like the movie didn't even know what it wanted to be, and that's why they added that line in, being like. It's a love story, just to put that out there. This is not a scary story, in case any of you thought that's what this was going to be. I, w- I does feel like they had the opportunities to make it scarier. Like, it does feel oh, like yeah. they had all these creepy settings. And the ghost, like, the Lady of the Lake was scary, but there weren't a lot Definitely. of scenes of her, like, scaring also, people. Also, like, Jesse, they only showed the doctor one once, and he was creepy. That, like, was been that great. Same, like, scary. Thing. That was really creepy. And also the little kid in the attic like, great that boy's creepy yeah yeah they could have they they could have made it way creepier and like they just didn't and like yeah T- i'm telling you take out an hour of jezel and owen and add 20 minutes of the kid and the creepy doctor yeah i think the first two episodes i was so because all i was thinking was hill house I was so on the edge of my seat. I love the shots where they're like going over the bed and the the camera slowly Mm. going to it. And there were so many shots like that where you're like, oh my God, like something's going to pop or whatever. And it just never happened. So at least they were consistent. (laughs) But but the first two episodes, I was so on the edge of my seat of like, I'm going to be so scared and creeped out and it just never happened. So then by the end, you know, you get to episode four and you're like, just watching it as a normal TV show and you're no longer like that fear factor is no longer a part of it, which I does. I do think takes away from like, you want that knot in your stomach when you're watching this type of show. And it just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And just like, actually it was a memorable love story. <laughs> well, no, I, it was actually, I had to not the whole time. I didn't want them to break up. <laughs> no, to me, to me, it was like, it was, we go back to it. Like haunting of Hill house was like a perfect, near perfect show. And this was just like a really good show. That's my take on it. Um, wait, well, no, wait, hold on. Yeah, I think you need to go into more. You're saying it's a memorable love story. Yeah. What makes it a memorable love story? I think that sort of the sacrifice that Danny makes at the end of it is really nice, and like the ultimate tribute to love. Like the whole show is kind of about like the possession of love and like how scary love is and like the thought of like losing someone who you have decided to fall in love with. And we see it happen like over and over again with like the uncle and then Amanda Jessel and Peter and Danny and the lady in the lake. So it's like they each have this and Owen, they each have this like tragic love story. Um, But at the end of the day, the show has like a hopeful perspective on it. So it was a great love story. I totally get what you're saying, but great love stories. Uh, very, uh, 
It was the best <laughs> horror love story since Ghost. He's just not that into you as like a great love story or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best love story since The Notebook. <laughs> this is way better than The Notebook. I agree. There we I've go. Still never, I've still never seen The Notebook. I think The Notebook may be the most overrated performance of an actor in our lifetimes. <laughs> I can't talk about it i've still never seen it and i don't plan to see it so i don't know we're, we're gonna have to do an episode on the notebook but we're gonna have to do it with like a girl that loves the notebook that'd be good so that we can completely break down all of her hopes and dreams <laughs> just attack her how insane she is uh, we'll have a great time that'd be fun although i've never actually i've never sat down and watched the notebook either so i don't want to just oh, really it too much yeah uh, okay i will say great ending great <laughs> love story ending did ryan uh, gosling turn we, out to be dead all along <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a great love story is uh, what was the one with Lady Gaga and Bradley? The Princess Cooper? Bride. Uh, <laughs> like that was a wait. American tragic. Horror Story is that what you're talking about? No. no. Oh, oh, oh! You're talking about the country singer. What's oh yeah. Um, I was gonna drive. How me crazy. am I forgetting this? It was so recent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, a Star is Born. Yeah. Star is Born. Yeah. yeah. Like. That was a tragic, great love story. That was that a great just, love story. That was good. Yeah. The Bly Manor does not compare <laughs> to a star is born. I'm, I'm giving Bly Manor the edge over. Uh... No way. Oh, yeah. Plus they Wait, are you Dave serious? Chappelle, that great Dave Chappelle cameo, like, mm. amazing. That's more just, like, Wait. personal taste than, like, quality of what they made. But, but, but even Wait. the songs in that show were good. Wait, I, are you saying that The Haunting of Bly Manor is a better love story or movie than a star or is born. anything just, star is yeah. born is just better in every aspect than this i'm saying that i would rather sit down and watch the haunting of bly manor again than watch a star all, is born again all eight hours all eight hours in the wow. see now like i started just like like skimming through these episodes for this and when i was doing it i was like ah i need to watch this again now that i know that like um miles is always being haunted because i need to know like which scenes miles is peter and which ones so is miles i mean that was so easy to figure out but <laughs> i mean a star is born if someone did if i didn't wait so long and someone didn't ruin the ending for me like mm. i totally would have been like crying my eyes out in that movie like there's no point were... in, no point I... in bly manor was i sad when someone died I wasn't sad when people died but i was sad for jamie at the end of it the the what gardener? Yeah. Eh. <laughs> what were you, you going to say, Jesse? You thought I, I, I thought that you were going to say, if somebody didn't spoil the ending of A Star is Born, I totally would have actually seen it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, still, I still saw it. I just knew <laughs> what happened, so I wasn't like... It was still pretty depressing. Right, I was shocked. But I, I shocked. think, like, if I didn't know, I probably would have been, like, crying and been like, oh, God. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I knew that. It was right. going to happen eventually. Right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Back to Bly Manor. Yeah. I could use a few more ghosts in A Star is Born, personally. Uh, <laughs> Star dies. The sequel. Yeah. He could be haunting her. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny. Um, he haunts concert venues. Yeah. All right. So I'll just I'll just hit a, hit a few random details in episode five, and then we'll jump into six. Um, Miles tries to murder Jamie on a ladder. We see Peter possess Miles and how Peter died. At some point, Peter was killed, but I don't remember when that happened. Um, Miles slash Peter murders Hannah in the well, like right before Danny arrived. 
and Hannah. Time out, time out, time out. Yeah. You said at some point Peter was mur- murdered, but you don't remember that. Mm-hmm. That's because they didn't put it in. Yeah, yeah, they did. He got dra- he got grabbed by the uh, the lake lady. Remember, yeah. he was stealing stuff. Yeah, he was stealing stuff. The kids saw him, and he thought the kids were trying to like rat him out. And they were like, "You have to get like run, run. You have to get out of here." And out of nowhere, the uh, woman of the lake grabbed him and like broke his neck. And then he comes back out as a ghost. And then he sees his body getting dragged down. I thought he was already a ghost at that point. No. I also thought that it, like well, it his mom, that his mom killed him in some way. I thought that that's what like, because when he no. was like, when Miss, Miss Jezel was like, how did you die? And he was like, I don't want to tell you. I was like, okay, well, obviously his mom duped him after he foolishly let her back into his life. No, that wasn't it. There was a very darker, basically his dad was molesting him. And that he's saying he died a little inside because the mom would allow the dad to molest him and like other little kids, which yeah. was super dark and not necessary and like messed up. And if but you're gonna no. put that in, put it in the show. I don't. I'm not. I do. I'm not gonna listen to all these expositions for like ten minutes about these characters' backstories over and over and over again. I can't keep. Well, track I'm of glad they didn't put that in the show because no one wants to see that. <laughs> I didn't. The like. I'm not gonna give this show too many knocks but i didn't need peter's backstory that was the only backstory that i straight up like was like i don't really care here yeah he's the jerk just leave it at that yeah but um yeah and then finally hannah wants to go to paris with owen but she cannot which is super sad oh it's super super sad (laughs) so sad (laughs) (laughs) uh all right Episode six, The Jolly Corner. So The Jolly Corner, that's the name of another short story. So apparently this, there's a, a few different short stories that they intertwined into Bly Manor. Mm. And that's kind of why it's so disjointed, apparently, or I would guess. The big one is The Turn of the Screw, um, which right. they kind of reference in the beginning. I don't know about the other ones. Um, but anyway, The Jolly Corner. This is the story of Uncle Henry Wingrave, the drunk. Henry was in love slash having an affair with his brother's wife. Jamie plants moonflowers. <laughs> Jamie and Danny kiss, and this time there's no ghosts. Henry is Flora's real dad. Henry is the one who calls the house, hoping to hear Flora's voice. Peter robbed the Wingraves. Amanda Jessel is possessing Flora. Henry is banned from his brother's family, except his brother and wife end up dying on their trip to India. Which was absolutely splendid. (laughs) Perfectly splendid. (laughs) Perfectly splendid. Uh, What a great catchphrase. (laughs) Very memorable. It only worked because the little girl's like British accent. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, oh, so Amanda Jessel is possessing Flora. Henry is banned from the family, except they die. Flora talks to a faceless boy. She's getting tucked away in memories just like Mrs. Gross. And Miles, at the end of this episode, knocks Danny out cold. <laughs> um, so here's a question. Do Uncle, does Uncle Henry and his brother's wife have chemistry? <laughs> <laughs> they, they had the best chemistry. I don't think so. I, I just they didn't thought, develop it enough. I thought the uncle was so... You know who the uncle is? You know who the actor is? No. He's, he's the little boy from E.T. Really? Oh, my God, he is. I just blew your mind. Oh my god! Yeah, you did. I never get cast <laughs> calls incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yep, 
they actually like i could see it perfectly they yeah they, um well, good for him making a great I don't know. Yeah, good, good long career. <laughs> great love stories. Great love stories. <laughs> Making great uh, rom-coms. So is he even British? No, fake accent. Interesting. Because I know um, What's-Her-Name's not not British, the chick from Entourage. Right, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah a lot of fake, fake British accents in the show. Actually, this show got criticized for using the word math because apparently English people call it maths with an S at the end. Really? Yeah interesting um what did you guys think of the of the of the um the cheating did i thought you... it was fine. like again it didn't need to be drawn out that long and the the again one of the only things i did agree with you that didn't need to be in there at all was that crazy alter ego guy like yeah you're just a drunk just be a drunk like, and i mean like there was so much development for his backstory and then the payoff was so minimal that at the last moment he just kind of comes out of nowhere out of his car. It's like, hey, get your hands off of that kid. And then he gets knocked out <laughs> yeah, right gets knocked away. Out. And like, that was it. And it was like, that was what all this buildup was for? For that? Like, okay, yeah. I get it. The kids are going to live with you from now on. But like the arcs of these stories are just so crazy. That that, yeah. that storyline's weird because it's like, are you even happy that he ended up getting the kids at the end of all this after like right. he's he an did? awful person. Yeah. What he did to his brother. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's messy. Sometimes people fall in love with people they shouldn't, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that's a rough one. That's a bad one. I did Real like bad. I mean, here's my question. Do you think that that happens if they're not living in Bly Manor? Like, do you think that the lady in the lake kind of like had a little hand in that did a little magic oh in the car accident no well not as yeah maybe the car accident but more so like the brother falling in love with his sister's wife no because yeah, you can't leave the premise yeah and also like he's in london most of the time like i think the wife was attractive they're around each other a lot the brother was always out doing stuff the pinky touch at the dollhouse when he gives him that gift was electric <laughs> uh, yeah that was a, that was an interesting storyline um which definitely ends up kind of coming back and being mirrored a bit um so we can jump on to episode seven the two faces part two the second part of the amanda jessel peter quint story which i know this will be jesse's other favorite episode <laughs> um so this is where we find out that Peter and Amanda are controlling the kids. Peter has abusive parents. Amanda grieves, and then Peter starts haunting her. Peter possesses Amanda and kills her, forcing her to like go into the lake and drown herself. Peter then possesses Miles for good, and Amanda decides to not possess Flora and instead lets her and Danny run free. And just as they're about to leave Blind ah! Manor, what's happening? <laughs> did you see that? No, oh, I couldn't see because I was reading. You, you did a chokehold. Like Mike Pence. What? Why, <laughs> <Fly>, dude? <laughs> yeah. oh, I thought I thought that was you imitating the lady of the water grabbing down. No, dude. No, I just got pinched. <laughs> except, except that you can feel the fly. <laughs> Maybe it's yes. the spirit of... Uh, the lady in the lake who's not happy with you not taking her seriously. <laughs> um, <laughs> I take the lady in the lake seriously. I liked her. 
she's good. Yeah, and it ends with her grabbing Danny. Wait, that was episode eight? That was episode seven, which oh, is two seven. from the oh. finale. It's weird because eight. it feels like it's wrapping up here. Eight was right. that whole flashback of the entire of what so Blair this, is. So this had probably my favorite, top two favorite moments in the entire series was the last scene when she was getting drug out by you know the faceless woman. And I was like, yes, time to pick this story up. It's going to get real scary now. <laughs> And then we all know what ends up happening. <laughs> yeah, it's like the thrilling conclusion, but then we take a big step back. Um, also, I just have a little philosophical question for you guys. If you were a ghost in Bly Manor, would you go faceless peacefully or try to possess someone else like Peter Quint? 100% try to possess someone else. Why? Does it, does it offer you anything? If I could get out. Oh, you can get out if you possess somebody else is the rule. That's why he's trying to do it. He so thinks, is that so? Is the implication? Wait, there? but no, they can't because he possesses uh, Amanda. And remember, she's driving, or or she runs towards the entrance, and then they uh, their bodies separate. I think yeah. the whole thing is that you're right. So this I would is just where... have fun with the other ghosts <laughs> until I went blind. That's what I'm saying. I would, I would probably try to like steal Peter's girl. And then eventually just go faceless. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Scott, Scott's definitely trying to stay as a ghost because he's he wants to make the moves out of Anna Jessel. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Just show her how awful of a guy Peter is and the way he treats him. Like, the, dude killed, the dude killed you. He killed you. Like, come with me. He's the worst. <laughs> uh, but like you were talking about the ghost, and this is where it definitely gets a little convoluted. I think... I think that how it works is that he realizes that you can only possess them and leave if they like invite you in. Oh, and say that three letter catchphrase. Yeah, I yeah. think. Okay. Yeah, the, you're right. The, the way it goes is that you don't know and neither do the writers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's they, fair. Like, Whatever. Just throw it together. Maybe. Also, like if I was trying to possess someone, Probably wouldn't be the little kids. Although I guess they do grow up. It's weird because they're like lovers, but they want to become the brother, brother and sister. sister. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they weren't trying to possess Danny. I think it is because like you have to actually accept them. You can't just take them over. So like the kids were probably the only ones that they could legitimately like convince yeah. to do that. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a while before you lose your face. So I'd probably just have fun. <laughs> What do you guys think about the technique of converting somebody or switching, right? You have to say, it's me, it's, you, it's us. Is that what the rule is? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> True love right there. No, it was fine. It was it was such like a movie thing, but it I was, was fine. It was so with cheesy. It was so corny. <laughs> it's me. It's you. It's us. <laughs> I'm going to say that to the next girl I asked to be my girlfriend. <laughs> you don't know that quote? It's from the greatest love story of all time. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So let's dive into Jesse's next favorite episode. Episode eight, the romance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start you off by saying this may be the worst penultimate episode in series history. It's funny because like, the whole show, even the episodes where I thought it was going on too long, I was fully focused on this. This was the episode where I was like on my phone looking at Instagram and like 
doing other stuff. It was definitely the most boring. Like, yeah, I'm with Jesse on this. One. I think that a lot of people probably got to that episode and were like, all right, you have two episodes to make up a lot of ground here and to really pull me. Cause I was still in, I was like, they have two episodes left. I didn't even say what my rating was so far. When I was talking to you guys, I was like a lot lies on these last two episodes. Um, and then they were just totally took you out of it and slowed it down again. Um, I don't need to know why ghosts are haunted or why they're motivated to scare people. That's just like one of those things you go with, with ghost stories. You know, I don't need to know why Jason or Freddie want to kill people. Or, you know, See, I have no problem with them explaining why Bly Manor is haunted and the Lady of the Lake, but they could have weaved it into the other episodes and made it a lot shorter. But yeah, this was just like, again, why she just, ugh, she just needed to die, the Lady of the Lake. Like, she lived for six years and then blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh my God, just like kill her. <laughs> And then her repeating the dream when she's stuck in the like chest, that was so boring. <laughs> um, I do agree. It would have been interesting slept. if it had been. What's that, Jesse? She, she walked. She slept. <laughs> she got out. <laughs> she walked. I guess he had to let his wife slept. get a, a whole whole episode, you know, of acting. No, you don't need to hand out episodes to character every character. That's the problem with this show. Every character got so much more time. No, no, I'm saying I'm sure he just wanted his wife to get some screen time. Oh, yeah, that I can agree with. That's logical. That makes total sense. Yeah, but she didn't need that screen time. We None of us needed all that. Or like you said before, mix in with the other episodes. Yeah. Andrew, That's was so this your favorite episode? Um, it was up there. Um, no, I really liked it as like a standalone, but I thought it was very jarring to go from episode seven into this episode. Um, I liked the story though. I liked how it was like the same as the uncle and his brother. So you would have kept this episode, but you would have put it at like episode seven. Yeah, either like either like earlier, or it would have been like you were saying, like it was kind of like this weird like cutaway they would keep like jumping to at the beginning of episodes or something. I like the story. Also, Jesse, I'd like to uh, point out that Freddie and Jason do both have very clear backstories and motivations why they want to kill people. <laughs> but, but Jason definitely does. But yeah. not the first movie. Uh, yeah, in both they those first work no, towards no, no, no. It. both those first movies totally explained. Are you sure the first yeah. movie is the backstory? Yeah, I mean it's not explained in the same way, but like they explain in the first. Isn't it just Freddy. like he? But isn't it just like for Jason that he was at camp, something happened, and he died in the lake, and now he's out to haunt people? Well, it was, like, it was like the counselors. Minutes. The counselors ignored him when he was drowning. Yeah, well, he was drowning. And then spoilers for uh, spoilers here for Friday the Thirteenth. But it turns out that the first in the first Friday the Thirteenth, it's actually his mom who's the killer. And she's getting revenge on the counselors for letting her son die. Oh, wow. But but in the first Jason, I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't remember that well. Isn't it only like a five-minute scene, though? Like, that just kind of happens on the side. And like, okay, that's what happened. Yeah. Let's move on. There's no there's no 40 to 50-minute kind yeah, of way, it's not black like and an, white uh, sequence. Story. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not its whole own 45-minute arc. It's like a quick flash. This is what happened, which would have been great for this show. I'm totally on board with that type of storytelling. It could yep. have been shorter. I will say the thought of like getting sick and watching your sibling like take away your significant other and child no, is really horrifying. Years. No, you were sick for six years. There's no taking away like 
I wanted her to just die. Let's go on to the next episode. <laughs> I mean, this obviously she pushed her into it, but. <laughs> and like, you didn't have to be such a to your sister. Like, literally, yeah. she's on hand and feet cleaning your throw up and everything. And you're just smacking her in the face. Like, constantly, oh, yeah, that like punch I would have killed her, too. Yeah, like, <laughs> I would have killed her, too. Guys, <laughs> like I would have killed her, I would have gotten with Miss Dreadzel, and I'm totally on board with the uncle cheated on his brother's wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. All right, we'll move forward to episode nine, "The Beast in the Jungle." So, I do like the name of the episode. Yeah, they got some good names in this series. So, back to where we left off in episode seven. The lady of the lake carries Flora towards the lake. Danny saves her by letting the lady of lake possess Danny, and she breaks the curse of Bly Manor. Danny and Jamie then fall in love and grow older, but Danny continues to be haunted by the lady in the lake. Danny almost strangles Jamie one night, so she runs away back to Bly oh, I saw and drowns it. herself. Dude, it's not leaving. Sorry. Fly? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Landed going, on his, uh, landed right there. Tell you, man, Jesse's haunted. This fly is pissed off at me for not liking liking the haunting as much <laughs> as it did. Um, okay, so what did we say? Um, Danny almost strangles Jamie, so she runs away back to Bly Manor and drowns herself in the lake. Okay, come on, is that a little dramatic? The first time you almost kill her, you kill yourself. You can't just try to like workshop a little bit, talk to her, be like, yo, this is what happened. Also, the note she left was like a post-it. Like how much could she possibly have explained on that note that she left? That was going to say, our relationship is over. Our marriage is over. I'm going to kill myself. I did think the note did look very small. Like even I noticed that. I was like, that looks really small. There's no way. Oh, they they knew this was coming. They had an understanding. (laughs) But, like, it could have been, like, babe, I tried to murder you last night. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't know how the rules work. Maybe they can break the spell. Why didn't they go to one, like, supernatural advisor and be like, yo, I'm possessed right now. I need, like, Dude, they are in, like, the states. They could have went down in New Orleans or something like that. Yeah, come on. I'm sure maybe off screen they did some supernatural investigating. <laughs> I could I could use the whole other episode on that. Bump this out to ten episodes. Good idea. It was like this. This show. What it needed was more episodes. <laughs> I need I need a new like a season three haunting in a new location and a haunting of Hill House haunting of Bly Manor part two. <laughs> oh God! Just do the haunting of like Amityville or something. Yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Um. Okay. So. Oh, so Jamie grows up into Carlo Gugino and watches Flora get married. Um, she then leaves the door open for Danny to return someday. And she does with her hand on her shoulder at the end. Did she? Yeah, did, did she not see the very hand? last episode? I didn't see the hand. I was watching the <laughs> you door. Were you watching? No, it's already? literally like pans out and the door's the main thing, but you see... Uh, her hand on her shoulder. I need to go back and watch this all over again. <laughs> I need to watch it a third time. Yeah. I can't believe I'm, wow, that's incredible. Man, there's just so much to the show. <laughs> that was like the main last scene of like, yep, Dan- Danny's back. Yep. Oh, wow. I hope she doesn't kill anybody or go faceless. So here's my question. Are we cool that like Miles kind of murdered someone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Peter. 
I'm yeah. cool. Yeah. Miles doesn't even remember it because he was being possessed, and apparently the kids don't remember anything. Yeah. yeah, I think he gets a pass on that one. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that is The Haunting of Bly Manor. Let's just give hand out a few awards here. I would like to first give out the Perfectly Splendid Award for... <laughs> the best romance of all time. Our favorite, our favorite character or scene in The Haunting of Bly Manor or like element. Uh, my favorite scene was the, the jump scare scene with the hands reaching out from the chest to strangle her. That was a good one. That was like the only legitimate moment that I was kind of scared. I was creeped out, but it ended up not jumping. Like when she went in the basement to get the doll and you saw something, move, the little boy move. No, but then nothing happened. Yeah. I know. Like, How do they not go back to that or use that? There was my so favorite scene was when Amanda Jessel had her first introduction and walked onto the manor. And I was like, I'm in love. <laughs> 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 That's she so walked funny. into the uncle's office to, to uh, interview that was the Best thing scene. about Amanda Jessel um, not only was she a lovely young lady but she had aspirations she was playing the slow game and was like thinking about the legal system in this new new way that she was gonna become a close friend of this family and get into their law firm one day yeah, it's almost like the parasite <laughs> it was kind of a parasitic relationship uh, but she died so <laughs> She does die. She gets the short end of the stick. Um, also, I definitely agree with that like she basement was... scene being disappointing. Miss Jezel was all over the place, too. I didn't know whether to like her or whether to not like her. Why didn't she help the kids in the end? She did. That was her, that was her big sacrifice. She decided to let Flora go instead of possessing her like how Miles got possessed wait, by Peter. Wait, hold on. Wasn't the lady in the lake was bringing Flora out and then... Miss Jezel was walking right next to them and she was like, it's okay, just let it be, just let it be. And then the way Flora got saved was the nanny no, coming out well, and getting the ghosts, As you saw, the ghosts can't stop the lady in the lake because uh, uh, Hannah Gross tried to and it, like w she went through her and she was like, oh. And then so Miss, Miss Jessel is kind of just like trying to be there for her as she was about to die because she knew she couldn't do anything. But, but you then luckily... But you know that the ghost can touch, can touch Flora and try to rip her out of her harm, arms. What? They can't. You know touch, they can't touch her. They can only. They possess. Not touch no, that's why. Remember, she goes into the little girl and she's like, "I'll, I'll, I'll take your death. Like, I'll be the one awake when you die, so you don't no. have to." Wait, did they didn't physically touch the kids at all in the series? When they like tap them back. on the shoulder, they would like possess them. Okay. And then she went into the girl and she was like, I don't want you to see your death. Like I'll, I'll witness this. Mm. And so. the lady in the lake was like the Bowser of yeah. ghosts. Like you're not taking down the lady of the lake. If you're <laughs> Yeah. I mean, dude, she took Peter Quinn, who's a big dude and just grabbed his neck and like broke it. Like, she, yeah. yeah, she's powerful. She, yeah. That was her move. Her move was the neck drag. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think has a better chokehold? Lady in the Lake or uh, Kane from the WWF slash WWE with the signature <laughs> choke slab? Maybe, Lady maybe, in the Lake. maybe Big Show. I don't Big know. Show. Big <laughs> Show versus Lady in the Lake would be a matchup I'd like to see. <laughs> I think she could take him. Um, and for me, my perfectly splendid award I'm giving to Owen because he just brought the jokes on jokes on jokes. 
he did have some great dad jokes. A couple, a couple of my favorites I'd like to point out are um, at one point he said, "I'll call you later" instead of "I'll call you later." <laughs> <laughs> and then this was a bit of a dark one, but I thought it worked when he uh, he throws a bit of cake batter on Hannah Gross at one point and says, "You're a battered woman." That was good. That was funny. Yeah, that was a good one. He's the best character in like the show. Yeah. 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 He's the best. He was awesome. Uh, all right, so let's move on to some things we didn't like as much from the show. I'll call this the Perfectly Dreadful Award. Ah, <laughs> uh, finally, we can talk about the elements we weren't fans of. But, but also, the, the, thing we, the thing that bothered <laughs> us the most. The thing that bothered us the most. I get, I'll go first. The, the uncle's side character, and then episode eight. Those were the two things that bothered me the most. Hmm. That's a good one. His side character just didn't need to be there. We get it. You're a drunk alcoholic. Don't mind, try to make it like spooky or whatever. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cut that whole thing out. Yeah, I probably didn't need either of those. Yeah. Um, Jesse, you want to go or should I go? I'm reading through my list oh, real quick. All right, I'll go because I feel like Jesse wants a big, big build up for his. No, uh, no I've, really, I've really already said most of it. Yeah. Okay. Just choose your least favorite. Not yeah, I'll try to see what annoyed me the very the most. Much. Um, and in the meantime, I'll go. My perfectly dreadful award is the man with glasses, just because I thought it was such a missed opportunity. Like he could have been really scary. If you see Mike, Mike Flanagan has an older movie that he made called Oculus, which is basically about a haunted mirror, which sounds ridiculous, but the movie's actually really scary. Um, the guy with glasses, he just didn't look scary for whatever reason. And if he had looked scary. It would have taken the show to a way because it was level. too bright. He had two golden orbs. Like it, it just looked. It was too bright. Yeah. Like if he had looked creepier. Yeah. But I feel like they just love. They fell in love with him, like being frozen in like the headlights, but it just like didn't look scary. Yeah. Jesse. <laughs> All right. So if I had to nail it down to two things, I would say the thing that really annoyed me and pulled me out of the movie the the show the most was the long monologues and expositions. They were just so long. At some points I would pause them and go to my girlfriend and be like, is this seriously still happening? They're still talking. They're still talking. And then um, you say to yourself, all right, I'm sure going to end it soon. And they don't end it. And it keeps going. And it's not about anything I care about at all. And it's nothing that I need to care about. It doesn't further the plot in any way. So you're Uh, saying you shouldn't have paused it. You should have just kept it going. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it was that long where I was like, this is still going on. This is still happening. It was almost like Family Guy-esque. Like, this is still happening. They're still doing this scene. It was ridiculous. Um, but I would say my probably the right up there, though, uh, the thing that annoyed, annoyed me the most, why isn't this scarier? Why is there only one or two scenes that's scary? Everything is there. You make it look scary. You have all the elements. You get us right on the edge of our seats and they just don't pull the trigger. And it's like, nah, we're just not going to go that route. I just don't understand why. You know why everybody's watching this. You know what the first one was. You call it the haunting at Bly Manor. Why wouldn't you just make it scary? Or else scarier, spooky. It was like barely spooky. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a great point against it. Definitely, definitely look to the death story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good Why not? Sh- Why can't he make it 
scary. It's right there. It's like it's like you you hide in your apartment to scare like a friend or something, and you're right behind the door, and they walk by, and you slowly open it. Hey, I was right here, <laughs> but I didn't. Aren't you happy? This is a love story between me and you. I agree. Yeah, there Why were just not? so many moments of like so many chances, like that the little kid with no face, like. Yeah, we get that he's peaceful and everything, but him just like maybe him just like creeping up, look, like looking over the bed real quick, even though it's peaceful, it wasn't. He wasn't going to harm her. It would still make us jump like crazy. Give me one jump an episode. One jump an episode. Yeah, and that's they, not too much they, to ask And for. the thing was, they built it up where there could have been one or two jumps an episode, Easily. but then they just never made you jump. And the only times they tried to make you jump was the guy in the mirror, but he wasn't scary. Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. the only one where they tried to make you jump because he would just pop out of nowhere. But it was like these two golden orbs, and you're like, this dude's not. And scary. also, after a few times of showing me him, it's like, all right, if he's not going to do anything, I'm not going to be scared of him. Like, I is, agree. Yeah, is he going to do something or not? Yeah, the answer is no. All right, so let's let's talk sequels and spinoffs here, and then we'll get into our final uh, thoughts and ratings. <laughs> Do we do we want to see a sequel? Do we want to see another season of Haunting of Bly Manor? Do we want to see it be another sure. another one of, of Bly Manor or the haunting of something? The haunting, else? a new haunting, or oh, if you yeah. want to see Bly Manor, I'm still in for another season of the haunting. I would need another two bad seasons. The first one was so good. Yeah, I'll give it two more seasons, and if both of those aren't good, then I'll, I'll kind of check out. Yeah, Hill House was just incredible so if like if they could just take everyone's like just make it scary again because again this was a good story the acting was good if you just put the scares back in it we're bet like we're sold so yeah do you feel like a house is a necessary part of the equation no i was actually pretty surprised that they went so similar with doing an old house that was haunted again you can haunt anything you know it can haunt a hot dog stand if you really want to <laughs> except for um like oh what's that actor the that's hot in, dig of uh, grace papaya the, <laughs> who's the the actor in silicon valley um Tom uh, kim, kim uh Kumail Nanjiani? no uh jin yang's character uh, in his stand-up he goes that's why i always live in apartments nothing haunts apartment buildings <laughs> if my apartment building's haunted i just move to another floor <laughs> later ghost like he had a whole little bit about it and it was pretty funny uh, I think the new Jordan Peele movie, though, is takes place in a haunted apartment uh, place. Does it really? Yeah. I don't well, know. I guess his whole, his whole point was like you rent at apartments, so you could just literally leave. Like yeah. you don't have to stay in the apartment. Like, okay, so what this, I just saw the trailer for it. What the premise is that it's a refugee from Africa and he gets like some, you know, some program is like, here's an apartment for you. Mm. And that apartment gotcha. is haunted and he has nowhere he can go. And uh, he's like, this is my apartment. <laughs> What's it called? That's interesting. Um, I forget. Candyman? <laughs> yeah, um, no, that was his other one. Uh, I, I forget what it's called. It's an African refugee haunted house, haunted apartment story. You'll remember it when you see it. Hmm. Antebellum? Te- I don't know. Lovecraft. <laughs> I'm just pulling up all his new movies coming out. Yeah, he probably has so many. Yeah. He's rolling in it. Um, yeah, I'm down for another season on this. I think uh, the haunting or Bly Manor specifically. No, no. I mean, they can't do another Bly Manor. The only thing I want to see from Bly Manor is a, a comedic spinoff cooking show starring Owen, where he just chills and tells <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah. 
That and the bad grandpa with the young kid. <laughs> yeah, bad Miles. Bad Miles. Bad Miles. Um, okay, so I guess uh, final thoughts on this. What out of ten? What are we giving the haunting of Bly Manor? I'm gonna give it a man. Can I give a range, or does it have to be one number? Let's let's pin it down here. Let's give it a number. I'm flirting somewhere between 5.7 and 6.0. Wow. Um, somewhere 5.9, 6.0 around there. I'm gonna say. So what? What's like a show? If you just start watching a show the first episode and you're like, eh, not for me, turn it off. What? What would that rating be? Like, like a, a zero? One, two. Oh, if if I'm out after one episode, yeah, one episode is really bad. One episode, I'm going to say uh, like a four, four and below. Okay. You know? This is close, I'll, though. 5.7 is not that was, far. I mean, Pip, if it wasn't for The Haunting of Hill House, I would have been out after probably four episodes or something. But there was a lot of money in this, you could tell. Yeah. The cinematography was great. The special effects were great. There was other stuff that were around the acting was great that kept me interested you know there when you throw this much money on a project i'll 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 watch it you know mm-hmm. the production value and like the the sets were awesome. it's, it's enough it's enough to keep me watching mm-hmm. so so what are we saying is your final one a 5.7 uh no i'll go i'll go 5.9 5.9 okay almost passing grade from jesse yeah <laughs> All right, Scott, how about you? What's your number? I'm going to go, like, range-wise, probably, like, 6.8 to 7.3 range. It's a, yeah, I don't know. It's better than Jesse's, but it's still not, like, great. Pick a number, man. Know what you want, like Peter Quinn. Okay, (laughs) just 7, flat 7, like the, the bottom 7. Okay, 7.0. Bottom 7? Seven. <laughs> 7.0. <laughs> oh, he doesn't mean the other 7. He means the that 7. <laughs> That's funny. And I'm probably going to go like 8.1. 8.1? Yeah, not what? quite not quite as good as Top Gun, but... <laughs> That's what I was just there. thinking. How, like, oh my God, you're in... Uh, oh my God. I can't wait to hear a movie that you don't like. What is a movie you don't like, Andrew? That's yeah, a tough, that's a tough the, question. Have you seen Midsummer? I just oh, I loved Midsummer. Oh Midsommar. my, that was the worst movie ever, <laughs> awful. ever. Absolutely awful. <laughs> oh god. I just love I just love the theater. It's not supposed to be good. It's supposed to the cinematography. No, screw that. That was the worst movie I've ever seen. I'm still not convinced Andrew doesn't like any movies. What about? <laughs> It's not easy. What about about Hurt Locker? I didn't like, well, I mean, it had some good stuff going for it. Cloud Atlas? No, I'm not going to say I like Cloud Atlas. And I'm not going to say I liked Hurt Locker, but it was decent. Yes, I'll give give Cloud Atlas a negative review. You know, they really tried there, but. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there was one love element in it. The chemistry was undeniable. One of the greatest hot, sci-fi love stories ever this told. This hot air balloon scene ever. <laughs> I just love movies. I love when people when people uh, make something happen out there. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining me today. Anything anything else you guys want to share on uh, Bly Matter? Wait, I did want to talk about 
That I, I wasn't a big fan of the name Bly for Haunted House, but we can leave that for the next podcast. <laughs> I like Bly. You like the name Bly? You think it sounds creepy? I thought Bly Manor was a very like memorable name. Bly Manor. <laughs> Scott? I don't know. I'm yes, fine with my manner. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for coming on. <laughs> well, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. have, have a perfectly splendid afternoon. Oh, I like it. <laughs> you too. <laughs>